going to go on record. I'm up for re-election this year, and I'm going to remind everybody what I did at home, which is going to cost me politically. I, when I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans benefits. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it the third time, and I tried it the fourth time. Somebody has to tell me in here how we're going to do this hard work without dealing with any of those sacred cows, some deserving more protection than others. I'm not quite sure how you get from here to there, uh, but I am sure that we should tell the American people straight up that such an amendment um, is going to require some big changes. saying I'm opposed to Social Security that PolitiFact says is a stat, flat lie and that the Washington Post said is a flat lie. Oh, well, let me ask you a question, Joe. Yeah. You're right here with me. Yeah. Have you been on the floor of the Senate? You were in the Senate for a few years. Yeah. Time and time again, talking about the necessity with pride about cutting Social Security, cutting Medicare, cutting veterans programs. No. You never said that. No. All right. America, go to the website right now. Go to the YouTube right now. Time after time, you were not a fan of Bull Simpson? I was not a fan of Bull You were not a fan of the balanced budget amendment which called for cuts in Social Security? Come on, Joe, you won't. Look, here's the deal. You're not as like, why don't you just tell the truth here? We all I, make mistakes. I, I am telling the truth. You said that I, in fact, I, why am I rated 96% by the Social Security Organization? Why am I viewed as a strong All that I said. I have laid out how I will increase social security. Well, that's good. I laid that out. I have laid out how I'm going to make okay, sure me... that it is, in fact, paid for. Okay. Go to JoeBiden.com. Look at my exchange with Paul Ryan on his desire to try to privatize and or cut social security. Okay. And understand how he manipulated it. No. All right. Joe, let me repeat it again. I want you just to be straight with the American people. I am saying that... You have been on the floor of the Senate time and time again talking about the need to cut Social Security, Medicare, and veterans programs. Is that true or is that no, not it's true? not true? What that is, is not true? That is not true. What is true is, in terms of the negotiations that are taking place, how to deal with the deficit, everything was on the table. I did not support any of those cuts in Social Security or in veterans. Whoa, benefits. whoa, whoa. You're, you're, Everything was on the table. All right, you're right. You just said it, including, in your judgment, cuts the Social Security and Veterans. In order to get the kinds of changes we need on other okay. things related. Joe, but, just, it, but we did not cut it. I, I know, because people it. like me helped stop that. But Joe, you just contradict, Joe, you just contradicted yourself. One minute, you, excuse me. Good morning, everyone. This is another edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. And this is what you might call a Monday morning quarterback edition. Those two pieces of audio that I have just played and you have just heard represent Joe Biden at his worst. The first piece of audio that I played was from 1995 when Joe Biden was the senator of Delaware and he was on the Senate floor advocating for cuts in Social Security and Medicare. By their very definition, a spending freeze is exactly a cut, is a cut in Medicare and Social Security. And then the second piece of audio I played was Joe Biden lying to the American public, to CNN moderators and to his debate opponent, Senator Bernie Sanders, during the course of the Democratic debate on Sunday night, last night, and lying about 
the fact that he actually did argue for cuts in Social Security and Medicare. And I played those two pieces of audio back to back so that you could hear the lie from Joe Biden, who is currently the front runner for the Democratic presidential nomination. The question I have on this Monday is for how much longer will he be the front runner? And it is now Monday, March the 16th, 2020. And thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I don't know if you watched the debate last night. I think it was a welcome reprieve from the all fear all the time broadcasting that the corporate cable news media have been engaging in around the coronavirus, which I have myself been talking about for the last um, couple of days here. But this audio cast of The Politocrat is going to be dedicated strictly to last night's Democratic debate, which was the 11th such debate and the first one-on-one debate. It was a welcome sight to see a debate that actually did focus for the most part on issues. And CNN did a whole lot better than they normally do. As Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden went head to head. And for the first time in any kind of one-on-one debate, after 10 debates where you had a lot of people on the stage, it was really good to see just the final two who are going to be vying for this nomination on the Democratic side going head to head. And it was even better to hear no audience. Now, the audience was removed because, of course, of the fears around coronavirus. And there have been some extraordinary but understandable measures taken by a number of municipal and state governments over the last few hours. On Sunday night, Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles itself, through Mayor um, Eric Garcetti, um, he announced a really sweeping measure closing all bars and uh, pubs and uh, lots of public places and only allowing restaurants to be open for takeout food. I mean, that's an extraordinary measure. Governor Gavin Newsom of California earlier uh, on Sunday had announced that there would not be any, that he ordered all closings of bars, wineries, pubs, breweries, and nightclubs for the foreseeable future. He ordered them all closed while allowing restaurants to stay open and ordered some strict social distancing in those restaurants. And you had other municipal figures closing things down. The mayor of New York, Bill de Blasio, on Sunday also um, announced that schools would be closed through at least April the 20th or so, uh, if not longer so. These were some sweeping measures, and it seems as if a lot of municipal and state agencies and governments are getting the getting the idea that they really will have to do a lot more that this virus, and I said I wouldn't talk about it, but this virus is has become very serious. And in fact, the CDC on Sunday night had announced that it was forbidding gatherings and recommending uh, forbidding gatherings of anybody more than of more than 50 people. So this was the backdrop tonight and I think that this democratic debate was a welcome welcome departure although they did spend the first half hour or so if not more talking about the coronavirus and generally during the first 10 to 15 minutes of that half hour, Joe Biden did okay, which for him is, I guess, saying uh, 
quite a bit. Or maybe not a lot. But Bernie Sanders really turned up their heat and Joe Biden lost this debate tonight. Bernie Sanders won it tonight. I should say last night, um, since it is Monday. But Joe Biden lost this debate and Bernie won it. Bernie dominated this debate, as a matter of fact. And when Joe Biden told his first couple of lies, it was over. And the piece of audio I just played you, when Joe Biden said, no, I never argued for cuts in Social Security and Medicare on the Senate floor, is nothing but a big, bold-faced lie, as you obviously heard in the piece of tape I played before that. The thing that hurts Biden is that he not only lied, but then he admitted that he actually did lie by contradicting himself. And you heard that piece of the audio that I just played. It just shows you how badly Joe Biden performed. And right now, I mean, this audio cast... He's going to be devoted. (laughs) I said demoted. (laughs) This audio cast is going to be devoted to just playing you some of the clips from this debate that happened last night. For those of you who didn't see any of the debate, for those of you who weren't able to listen to or hear any of the debate, for those of you who just didn't want to deal with politics or didn't want to deal with anything that's going on and you just wanted to avoid any of this before going to work this day on Monday. Well, I I am here (laughs) um, to play you these pieces of audio that I incidentally have also tweeted on my Twitter account, the video portions of which I have tweeted on my Twitter account at the popcorn, R-E-E-L. That is the popcorn reel that is on Twitter. So you can find them there on video. You can see them for yourself. But since this is an audio cast, you will be hearing those portions of audio from the video. And I want to just play you at the moment this second part of the exchange that I played you just a few moments ago with Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and with Biden continuing to tell lies and to continue contradicting himself and and Bernie exposes that. So part of this actually is going to be a piece of what you've already heard with the end of the exchange as well. So, I mean, this is remarkable stuff. Listen to this once again. I'm going to play this part two of the exchange, part of which I played just a few minutes ago. I did not support any of those cuts in Social Security or in Veterans. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Everything was on the table. All right, you're right. You just said it, including, in your judgment, cuts to Social Security and Veterans. In order to get the kinds of changes we need on other things related. But but we did not cut it. I I know, because people like me helped stop that. But Joe, you just contradict Joe. You just contradicted yourself. One minute, you, excuse me. One minute you said I was not on the floor. The next minute you say, well, yes, there was a reason why I was worried about the deficit. Maybe that's good reason. Maybe it's not. All that I am saying is you were prepared to cut and advocated for the cuts. Let, for let, let me I did not. I never voted to cut social. Not talking about voting, Joe. That's not I what never I said. Voted. Oh look. I voted to protect it. I was to just go look at the debate with Paul Ryan for the vice presidency. Look at what I did. And Bernie, will you acknowledge your campaign took out of context that whole exchange between Paul Ryan? Are you saying PolitiFact is wrong? Are you saying yeah, well, the believe me, Washington Post, PolitiFact is wrong a whole lot of times. No, no, are they oh, wrong on that, Bernie? Okay. Are they wrong on that, Bernie? Joe, Bernie, Joe, did you miss Joe, did you? Wait a minute. I'll answer your question. You answer mine. I answered yours. No, you didn't. All right. One more time. 
were you on the floor time and time again for whatever reason talking about the need to cut Social Security and Medicare and Veterans Program? No, I did not talk about the need to cut any of those programs. Okay, all that I would say to the American people, go to YouTube, it's all over the place. Joe said it many, many times, and I'm surprised you, know, you can defend it or change your mind on it, but you can't deny the reality. And that's absolutely right. You cannot deny the reality. Joe Biden lied. And Bernie Sanders gave him, as you just heard, one more opportunity to straighten the record out. And Joe Biden didn't take that opportunity. He continued to lie. This is something that Joe Biden has been doing throughout these debates. And on Sunday night, the American public got to see live in prime time on the East Coast for themselves. Joe Biden laid bare, exposed his record brought to light and then watched him lie about his record. And the idea that Joe Biden is the front runner makes very little sense. And Bernie Sanders last night absolutely took Joe Biden to the cleaners. Joe Biden did not perform well at this debate. He did not advocate for his positions. He did not argue for his agenda. He did not advocate for an agenda. In fact, if you're being honest, you didn't hear anything from Joe Biden resembling an agenda. You cannot articulate one. You cannot tell me what Joe Biden's agenda is. And I'm not saying go to his website where this imaginary video of Paul Ryan does not exist. There is no video on his website with him talking to Joe, excuse me, to Paul Ryan. Now, yes, it's true that in 2012, Joe Biden had a presidential, excuse me, vice presidential debate with Paul Ryan. But it's a total lie that that any portion of that debate is on Joe Biden's website. It just isn't. So Joe Biden lied again. And there are hashtags on Twitter with Lion Biden. Because the fact is, is that Joe Biden lied throughout this debate last night. And Bernie Sanders won this debate by a country mile. Excuse me, let me say that again, because that did not sound right. Joe Biden lied throughout the debate last night. And Bernie Sanders won this debate by a country mile. Let me repeat that. Bernie Sanders won this debate by a country mile. It was one of the, in fact, I think the best debate performance that I've seen from Bernie Sanders, certainly in this go round, as he runs for president here in 2020. It was a debate where he articulated his agenda, told you exactly where he's coming, coming from, gave you a clear and concise and very pointed vision of what he stands for, what his visions are, what his goals are. He wants Medicare for all. We know that he authored the bill. We know that. I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter. I'm not going to pretend I'm not. But I can articulate his record. How many Bernie Sanders supporters can? Many. 
how many Joe Biden supporters can articulate what Biden's record is? How many of them can articulate what Joe Biden stands for? Joe Biden himself hasn't articulated what he stands for. He hasn't done that once. And I think the reality is, and people really need to understand, that Joe Biden, throughout this campaign in 2020, and even earlier than that, has got a complete and utter pass from the corporate news media in the United States. It is a very clear pass. Joe Biden has largely gone unchallenged during the course of this presidential campaign. There have been two or three presidential candidates who have challenged him on the debate stage. Kamala Harris, most notably, was the first to do so. She did so when she challenged Biden's stand when he stood against busing in the 1970s. And Kamala Harris told a very personal story about what happened to her as a little girl going through the experience of being bused. And Joe Biden, at the time, stood against busing. Joe Biden, by the way, also stood against, uh, expressed an opinion that was negative about Roe versus Wade at the time in 1973. I'm going to get back to that in a moment, but I just want to mention that. Hopefully you can bookmark that. Julian Castro challenged Joe Biden on the issue of deportations. President Obama deported more undocumented immigrants than anyone else had. So Castro challenged him. Castro challenged him and challenged him a couple of times about him remembering, Biden remembering things. And also challenging Joe Biden was Cory Booker challenging Biden. This was early on when Biden was the front runner in September and uh, August and September of last year. Then he lost the front runner status. And it was Bernie Sanders who had gained it and Bernie was getting challenged and then Bernie started to challenge back. And tonight, I think, um, I mean, I keep saying tonight, but it's last night. Last night, Bernie Sanders went straight at Biden on his record. And the fact of the matter is, is that the corporate news media tried so hard to prop Joe Biden up. They tried to revive him when he made mistakes. Dana Bash, in particular, from CNN, tried her darndest to use false equivalencies in order to try to blunt the blows, to soften the blows that Bernie Sanders laid on Joe Biden. But those false equivalencies really did not work. And this was one instance in which Joe Biden's helpers, in this case, Dana Bash, um, were absolutely exposed. And this is how Bernie responded to Dana Bash's attempt to neutralize Bernie's attack on Biden, on his record for Social Security. Here's how it went down. Social Security, yeah. and you've been talking about it. I want to ask you about something that you wrote in 1996. You were a member of the House, and you wrote an op-ed that said, quote, it is clear we will have to make incremental adjustments in Social Security taxes and benefits. Yeah. Why are your past comments any less relevant than... Incremental adjustments, what I advocated adjustments that I advocated and have advocated for years. 
is, among other things, increasing the cost of living assistance. No, you're not going to find me ever calling for cuts to Social Security. Right now, for example, we determine COLAs by looking at inflation for the general population rather than segregating the higher costs that seniors are paying for prescription drugs and for health care. That's what I was talking about. I have, in fact, when Joe and others were enamored with the so-called bold Simpson effort, which included cuts to Social Security or raising the retirement age, I formed, along with people like Barbara Boxer, the Defending Social Security Caucus to say no. When 20% of our seniors are trying to get by on $13,000 a year or more, we are not going to cut Social Security. That was the answer that Joe Biden was listening to. And that was the answer that Bernie Sanders gave to Dana Bash, who was trying her darndest as one of Joe Biden's campaign management team to try to smooth out the blows that Bernie landed with a false equivalency. And Bernie Sanders destroyed it, totally destroyed it. But I can tell you quite clearly who was in favor of Social Security cuts, and it was none other than Joe Biden. This is from The Intercept, from Ryan Grimm, January the 13th, 2020, entitled, Fact Check, Joe Biden has advocated cutting Social Security for 40 years. I'm going to read from just one small piece of this article. Biden's fixation on cutting Social Security dates back to the Reagan era. One of Ronald Reagan's first major moves as president was to implement a mammoth tax cut tilted toward the wealthy and to increase defense spending. Biden, a Delaware senator at the time, supported both moves. The heightened spending and reduced revenue focused public attention on the debt and deficit, giving fuel to a push for a balanced budget amendment to the Constitution. In the midst of that debate, Biden teamed up with Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley to call for a freeze on federal spending and insisted on including Social Security in that freeze, even as the Reagan administration fought to protect the program from cuts. It was part of the Democratic approach at the time, not just to match Republicans, but to get to their right at times as well, as Biden also did on criminal justice policy. That is from Ryan Grimm's article, January 13th, 2020. From the Intercept at theintercept.com. Title Fact Check Joe Biden has advocated cutting Social Security for 40 years. Joe Biden, in advocating these cuts, was moving to the right of Ronald Reagan. Let that sink in for a few moments. The Politocrat is brought to you by the great people at Anchor. Anchor is such a great place to go if you want to get started in podcasting. And it's easy and it's free. Anchor, marvelous stuff, marvelous. And I'm so grateful to the folks at Anchor for getting me going with the Politocrat. If you want to get going and be heard 
on Apple, on Spotify, and everywhere podcasts can be. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. Bernie Sanders dominated the debate last night and won the debate easily over Joe Biden, head to head. And I think that a lot of Americans watched. We'll see, of course, when the rating numbers come out in short order, but it was very clear to me that this was a dominant performance by Bernie Sanders. Biden lied many times during this debate. In fact, he has lied in a number of debates throughout the time of this campaign. Here is yet another lie that he told when he claimed that Bernie Sanders had super PACs. <laughs> Bernie Sanders does not have a super PAC. Now, those are political action committees, PACs. That's what PAC is short for, political action committees. And those are lobbying uh, agencies that just, you know, just advocate on behalf of a candidate, but are usually uh, not affiliated directly with the campaign of that candidate. But they will run ads for that candidate, unlimited ads, unlimited spending. And that's really what the Supreme Court decision, Citizens United, has been responsible for. Where super PACs, super political action committees, have unlimited spending, unlimited resources to spend on ads, usually negative ads against the opponent of the uh, uh, campaign that they're advocating for. So in this audio that you are about to hear, Joe Biden is caught in a lie again when Bernie Sanders um, catches him. And Joe Biden is claiming here that Bernie Sanders not only has a super PAC, but has nine of them. <laughs> Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, listen to how that turned out for Joe Biden. Senator Sanders, it's good that you had an idea 30 years ago. I don't want to join you. Why don't you join me? Why don't you get rid of the super PAC that you have right now, which is running very ugly negative ads about me. Don't laugh, Joe. That's just the truth. And I got two other super PACs running ads Against us. Why don't you just say right now, go on television and say, hey, you know what? I think in the past, Joe, if I'm not mistaken, you condemned super PACs. Is that correct? You get rid of the nine super PACs you have? I don't have nine super I don't have any super PACs. You want me to list them? No, yeah, you go ahead. Let's get Come on, give me a break. No, I won't, won't give you a break on this one, Joe. You condemn super PACs. You got a super PAC, it's running negative. But here's the point. This is the point. In the richest country in the history of the world, Half of our people should not be struggling to put food on the table. And the reason for that is you have a political structure in which big money interests not only dominate the political system, but dominate our economy as well. Somebody makes a decision, we're going to shut down a factory in America, we're going to move to China, we're going to move to Mexico, pay people starvation wages there. This is an issue that has got to be ultimately deal with who has the power in America. Are we content with so few exercising so much power when so many people have given up on the political process? And there you have it. It didn't turn out well for Joe Biden, did it? <laughs> Bernie, as you heard there, asked Joe Biden to name these nine super PACs. <laughs> That Bernie supposedly has. And Joe Biden says, oh, come on. And he doesn't name any of them. And the reason why he doesn't name any of them is because Bernie doesn't have any of them. 
Ergo, Joe Biden caught in a lie again. Joe Biden lied many times during last night's debate. And there again is just another example of the lies of Joe Biden. It's embarrassing. It was just embarrassing to watch. Lie after lie after lie. And I've got to say, even though I know that Joe Biden has lied many times in debates, I was profoundly dismayed by him last night. It was a big night for Bernie. He had to make an impact. He did. And Joe Biden did nothing to convince me. And granted, I am a Bernie supporter, but Joe Biden did nothing to convince me of his front runner status. In fact, when Biden was asked by Bernie, I believe, I guess it was, um, about something to do with um, his leadership or something, or spending money or something, um, Biden said, well, you know, I've been outspent by you by millions of dollars, by millions of dollars. And how come I am in the lead? How come I have more people voting for me? I didn't even spend any money. I didn't even go to these states, some of these states, and they voted for me. How did that happen? And I mean, Bernie could have really jumped all over that. And he really didn't uh, for the most part. The truth is, to answer the question, Joe, how it happened is three reasons. Voter suppression, which happened in a number of these states. And it's a story that the corporate news media is not telling, number one. Number two, also the corporate news media has spent the better part of, let's be honest, five and a half years bashing Bernie Sanders. And certainly over the last year and a bit, have been relentlessly attacking Bernie Sanders, and particularly the last three months, and especially when Bernie Sanders won the Nevada primary in February, he was relentlessly attacked from there. So much so that two of MSNBC's pundits had to be either suspended or fired. Chris Matthews being the one fired, he resigned on his show, literally retired from his show in the after five minutes of it, just a few weeks ago, and Jason Johnson, who said some really distasteful things about black women, basically calling them tokens, also in February, he ended up being suspended indefinitely, I think, at NSNBC. He is not one of their pundits at the moment. So Bernie has been attacked relentlessly. And then the last thing, the last reason why I think Joe Biden is getting all these votes is, again, the fear that is being stoked. This idea that America cannot reach higher in its aspirational length than just staying steady and staying in the middle and being incrementalist. It's a purely fear-based thing. So I think these are three, at least, three of the reasons why Joe Biden happens to be doing this. All this momentum that Joe Biden got with all of these corporate Democrats lining up behind him and the media relentlessly bashing Bernie and then giving Joe Biden all the airtime he could possibly want for a week and a half after the South Carolina triumph, which is also fueled by uh, Republicans closing over 130 voting precincts without voter notice. And then all of these figures lining up behind Biden and Biden getting an unprecedented week of a free ride while Bernie's campaign was not getting any attention at all. These are all reasons, I think, why Joe Biden, without even doing a thing to merit these wins, that I am quite suspicious of in some cases, ended up doing. I mean, Biden didn't argue his record. He didn't argue his record at all. And tonight, I should say last night, was the first time that he came face to face with his record. And he didn't do a good job defending it because he lied about it. 
Here are a couple of other things that really struck me last night. One of them here, Joe Biden here, making this egregious, horrible. I mean, this was just unbelievable to hear what he said here. It was absolutely incredible. You've got to listen to this. There are certain things you can not deport an undocumented alien for, an undocumented person for. An undocumented alien? <laughs> Incredible. That is racist, what Joe Biden said there. Undocumented alien. That is what Joe Biden thinks of immigrants who are undocumented, namely from the southern border, Latinos, Mexicans. That is what Joe Biden thinks of brown people. Undocumented alien? Alien? Really? That was really bad. I mean, this is how he really feels. This is how Joe Biden, in my view, really feels. And he stumbled and caught himself and then said, undocumented people, I believe, he said. I just thought that was really a very revealing moment. And others on Twitter did as well. And it was really revealing to me um, what he said there. Other people picked up on it quite clearly. And I got to tell you, it was quite noticeable, quite noticeable, quite noticeable. And here's something that I just think is, you know, revealing. And someone on Twitter, in fact, they're called Bend the Ark Jewish Action, commented on it in a tweet. And their tweet is as follows. The term undocumented aliens has no place in our political discourse. Undocumented folks and asylum seekers are people, not aliens. They deserve protection, care, freedom, and dignity during a pandemic and always. That was from Bend the Ark, Jewish Action. Their Twitter handle is at Jewish Action. Erica Andiola, who was one of those who actually protested against Joe Biden in South Carolina during the debate there a few weeks ago when Biden was in the uh, just beginning his closing statement, was on Twitter at Erica Andiola. And she said something that was also telling. And she supplied with her tweet a clip from the debate, and this went over my head, actually. Although I thought it was weird that Joe Biden kept mentioning the word xenophobia or xenophobes. But listen to this, and I'm going to unpack it on the other side of this. And she starts her tweet by saying, how did I miss this? Listen to this. Listen closely. This is unacceptable. And I'll tell you exactly what that is. In fact, I think you can hear exactly what it is that is unacceptable. Listen to this. This, too, just like the undocumented alien comment, is very profoundly disturbing in my view. Our future rests upon the Latino community being fully integrated. 24 out of every 100 children in school today from kindergarten through high school is a Latino. Right now, today, the idea that any American thinks it doesn't pay for us to significantly invest in their future is, uh, is absolutely a bizarre notion. Because if we do not invest, everything that the very wealthy are concerned about and the xenophobes are concerned about will in fact get worse, not better. What? Wow. If we do not invest everything that the very wealthy are concerned about and the xenophobes are concerned about, 
will get worse, not better. Wow. I just think that's flabbergasting. And Erica Andiola concludes her tweet by saying, what are they concerned about, Joe Biden? Say it. And again, this is an example, in my view, of Joe Biden expressing blatant racism, blatantly racist sentiment. Why is he concerned about what xenophobes read between the lines here, read with the third eye, racists? Why is Joe Biden concerned about what racists are concerned about? He is actually arguing for kowtowing to the racists. He is appealing to racist fears. He's appealing to the fears of racist people, specifically white racists who are voting. There is a primary coming up tomorrow that would be tuesday march the 17th 2020 and one of the states where a primary at this point is still going to go on is in arizona which has been a quote unquote battleground for this kind of racist sentiment that joe biden expressed last night in the debate that clip that i just played you that is what is also going on here. If you want to listen with a third ear, that is what is going on. Is that Joe Biden, in my view, is playing to the white racist base in Arizona who loved Sheriff Joe Arpaio in Maricopa County, who loved trampling on the brown communities, the immigrant communities in that county and in others. The horrible immigration law, the racist immigration law, the oppressive immigration law that still exists in the state of Arizona is something that Joe Biden was winking and nodding at. In fact, he was throwing a bullhorn at that law, a megaphone at that law. If we don't invest, no, 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 no. Let me, let me just let Joe Biden speak exactly for himself once again, just so we're all clear. Of immigrants, our future rests upon the Latino community being fully integrated. 24 out of every 100 children in school today, from kindergarten through high school, is a Latino. Right now, today, the idea that any American thinks it doesn't pay for us to significantly invest in their future is, uh, is absolutely a bizarre notion because if we do not invest, everything that the very wealthy are concerned about and the xenophobes are concerned about will in fact get worse, not better. That's incredible. That's incredible. I missed that when I was watching that debate last night. I completely missed that line. But he starts out by saying that we need to understand that Latinos are the number one, you know, fast growing population and they're and they are making up a large part of the population in, in schools and et cetera, et cetera. And then midway through starts talking about what racists aka he says xenophobes, but look, he's talking about racists. What racists are concerned about will only get worse, not better. And Erica Andiola on Twitter at Erica E-R-I-K-A Andiola A-N-D-I-O-L-A is quite right when she says, what are they concerned about, Joe Biden? Say it. And it's pretty clear where Joe Biden is going. He is playing to the racist base in Arizona, particularly in Maricopa County, which, by the way, 
has on Saturday had on Saturday announced that it was closing 80, 80 of its precincts for voting due to coronavirus. Joe Biden had a very bad night in this debate. The corporate news media are acting as if Joe Biden was really great for proposing or saying that he was going to name a woman as his VP. That is the spin that the corporate news media are throwing. Joe Biden was somebody who was pandering to women and insulting the intelligence of not only women, but also men, as were CNN, when on its Chiron at the bottom of the screen, it said, Biden promises pledges to name a woman VP. As if that's a novel thing. Walter Mondale named Geraldine Ferraro as his vice presidential pick back in 1984. John McCain named Sarah Palin as his vice presidential pick in 2008. It is hardly news for any male presidential candidate or nominee or someone who's looking to become the nominee to name a woman as his vice presidential pick. But you would have thought from CNN that that was the news of the day. And Biden was doing this to pander to women. And Bernie quite rightly responded to that. And when Dana Bash asked Bernie if he would do the same, I think Dana Bash really thought that she was going to trip Bernie up. And Bernie said, well, you know, I'm leaning toward that direction. I think that would be a good thing, but it would have to be a progressive woman, not just a woman, but a progressive woman. And that's exactly right. You don't just name somebody, whether they're a man or a woman or black or white or what or whomever, just because of their skin color or because of their gender. You name them because they are hopefully in line with the positions that you as the presidential nominee or candidate has. And this was such an insulting thing that CNN did, tried to make hay out of Joe Biden's remark, which I think was designed as a headline bailout. And the corporate news media decided to make that the story. A story that isn't a story. It is no longer a story for any male candidate or nominee or person fighting for the nomination to announce a woman as a vice presidential pick. That is not novel. Furthermore, Joe Biden's record with women is terrible. And I'm not even talking about the ways that he inappropriately touches women. Remember that about a year ago, that was a huge story in the news. So much so that Joe Biden had to retreat from touching women on the campaign trail because it was so inappropriate. And there were several women who came forward and told the press that they were feeling very uncomfortable and they felt that Joe Biden went too far and in fact felt like they were assaulted by Joe Biden. Joe Biden also said of Roe v. Wade back in 1973 that it was a decision that went too far. That is exactly what he said almost verbatim, I think, once that Supreme Court decision came down. Imagine saying that a woman's right to choose is something that goes too far. Furthermore, Joe Biden is also on record as voting for the Hyde Amendment, not once, but five different times. The Hyde Amendment, which is named after, I think, the late senator now, Henry Hyde, is an amendment that specifies that poor women 
and and black women or in, and anyone else cannot use Medicaid funds for reproductive choices that those women make. And Joe Biden voted to stifle those low-income women five different times. Joe Biden was exposed last night. Bernie Sanders exposed Joe Biden last night. And Joe Biden himself exposed Joe Biden last night. I think my only concern at this point is whether or not voters in Arizona, Illinois, Ohio, and Florida three of those four states are controlled by the Republicans. My only concern is how this debate last night played with those voters in those states and how that debate will affect who they vote for tomorrow. That's my concern right now. Because the corporate news media did not do anything in terms of fairly assessing the debate last night. As I expected and as I even predicted and tweeted, the corporate news media spun this debate for Joe Biden and tried to spin it that Joe Biden was the winner and particularly this narrative about Joe Biden pledging to pick a woman as his VP running mate. It was a stretch and it was a reach. And my concern is, is that the corporate news media will completely bypass Bernie's strong performance, excellent performance last night and ignore it And it was very telling to me that less than 45 minutes after that debate ended, the corporate news media went right back to talking about the coronavirus. In other words, they went right back to talking about fear. And being very honest about this, fear helps Joe Biden. Because fear means that voters never have to scrutinize your record simply because they are too afraid to do so. And that's what fear does. Fear is a powerful thing. Fear is the, for lack of a better word, great equalizer. But fear does so much damage especially in the absence of information. And tonight, or I should say last night, Bernie Sanders gave America information. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I am Omar Moore. Thank you again. Hope that you will think about some of the things that I've put forth here. And I hope that you convince people to turn out to vote in the states of Arizona, Florida, Illinois, and Ohio. Be a very important election Tuesday coming up. Enjoy the rest of the day. This has been The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore, and you can find me on Twitter at the popcorn R E E L.